Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to Textroverts, the podcast exploring the how behind the who of people working in tech. My name is Martina Simon and I am your host. This podcast covers anything but the job. We introduce the guest, move on to the buzz wheel, a letter number randomizer that determines the questions I'll ask, and we close with sage advice about careers in the industry. Plug in. We're recording. Without further ado, Sarah, over to you. My name's Sarah Needham, and I work with senior leadership teams and senior leaders in business to put inclusive leadership back at the heart of innovative technology, enabling businesses to create new opportunities for business growth through the amazing people that they've got within their businesses. My business is called Unique You Coaching because it's so important for me that we all stand strong and powerful in our unique abilities and allow ourselves to be different. Sarah's an absolute force. I don't think she's even done herself justice with that intro. We had a little chat before we actually started recording and she was giving me a little bit more than her elevator pitch. And her (laughs) story, guys, is absolutely poignant and she has done brilliant things in business generally. I'm really, really happy to be speaking with her. But that's enough of the fuzzy stuff. We delve right into the questions here. As you know, we work around 520 questions in this podcast. We don't really discuss the job. The guest gives me a letter between A and Z that determines the question format and a number between one and 20. And that determines, of course, the question topic. Listeners, I know you're familiar. So Sarah, we both don't know what I'm going to ask you, but you know the deal. I'd love a letter and a number combination, please. I'm going to go with E16. Oh, so the topic for number 16 is relationships. The format of the question under the letter E begins with do. And the question here is, do you have a personal project that you couldn't have achieved alone? Whilst I was growing my career, I was going through multiple miscarriage in my private life. And I really tried to hide this away. I was very ashamed of the fact that my body couldn't do what it was supposed to do in my eyes. And, you know, everywhere I turned, I saw people pushing push chairs and it just felt like I was so alone. My husband and I really struggled through this together. I told as few people at work as I could. I was dealing at work with people coming up to me and just saying things like, obviously, you're going to be going off soon because you've just got married and you're going to want to have kids. All these kind of things that I guess no one intended, but they felt felt like knives through my heart. Before we got married, we talked through with, well, we wanted kids, but maybe have two of our own and then adopt one. My feeling wasn't that I needed to be a natural mother. So when it came to it, the actual decision was dead easy. Because we'd already talked about it, when this happened, both of us just like, well, we said we were going to do it. Why would we just bring that piece of our lives forward? Thomas and I just kind of talking around about what it was and then like, well, what do we do here? And this all feels a bit weird. I went out for a walk on the 23rd of December 2010, walking through the snow, and I saw this guy cycling. And he got closer. I was like, ah, that's my husband. He doesn't look particularly impressed. He got off his bike and he said to me, why haven't you got your phone? I said, well, I finished with Christmas. Why would I take my phone with me? And he said, because there's a baby in the hospital that's been born this morning. and We've got an hour to get to the hospital to go and meet her. Are you saying that the personal project, which is becoming parents, is something that you could not have achieved without Thomas? We designed our relationship and that then came in handy because we didn't really have to have a conversation, which I know a lot of people struggle with, that Mm. enabled us to make that decision fairly quickly 
and just throw ourselves into the unknown to say, you know what, whatever happens mm. will be right for us. That's mm-hmm. how we always go about decisions between the two of us. Do you think that, that pragmatism, that practicality to which you approach decision making, is that a natural trait that you have or did you develop that as a couple? I learned a lot about relationships from my husband. We've grown up in very different cultures. The thing that we figured out fairly quickly was we've got the same common values and we're not scared to have that conversation. One of my favorite leaders is Cheryl Sandberg, our former COO. She champions the power of hard conversations. And that's something that really resonates with me. I think in all walks of life, whoever you're speaking to, personal and professional, you know, you need to be able to be comfortable with both sides of the coin when things are great and fluffy and, you know, all rainbows. And then when things are a little bit darker and challenging, and it sounds like you've got a great partner in Thomas and you've achieved some fantastic things together. We started off really strong. This is going to be quite hard to follow this question, but I'd love to ask you for another letter and number combination, please. S for Sarah and the number nine. Number nine is the topic of astrology. And under S, the question is, where do you find insights about your personality type? I struggle with personality types because I always think Mm. they're trying to put us into boxes. There is an awful lot we can obviously learn about ourselves. The one I always always Mm. use with all of my clients is the Clifton Strengths Test, the Gallup one, because I love the fact it doesn't put you in a box. It gives you opportunities around how do I create value? How can Mm. I contribute? And helping people recognize by playing to our strengths, we enable others. That to me is a really big thing in terms of enabling people Mm. to feel more fulfilled because they're contributing in a way that's meaningful for them. Sarah's referring to the Gallup Strengths Assessment, which is more culture-based and looks at situational than just kind of personality types. I'm on the opposite side of the coin here. I do think we all fall into certain categories. I think we can fall across those categories as well, just in terms of nobody's one thing, right? Everything is a spectrum to a degree. I think nobody's an angry person, but they can have times when they're angry. Nobody's, you know, completely introverted. They may be across that. And then there are extremes. And I'm very sentimental. I am into things like zodiacs and I look at the time you were born. I do think that there's something scientific in it. But I think the more experiences you have, the more you do start falling into categories because you benchmark yourself. And I do think life experiences play into us being somewhere in a category, if that makes sense. When I took the Myers-Briggs test and I took two free versions of it online and then I paid to take the official one, I came up as the same personality type every time and it completely resonated with me I was like does this person know me this is insane I do quite like it for that where you can completely identify with how you think and feel and I feel like you found something in the Gallup Strengths Assessment that you resonate with more than maybe something like you're an Aquarius or whatever star sign it is that you fall into to be honest I don't really think there's anything wrong with finding any assessment that you resonate with because Mm. actually all it's doing each time is is reaffirming and strengthening your position as to who you are Mm -hmm. and if it resonates use it if it doesn't ignore it Mm -hmm. find what resonates with you something you're attracted to something you are feeling the energy from it and that's something that is meaningful to you don't confine yourself to words on a page and because this says this I can only do that yeah exactly use it as a way to open rather than a way to close if it helps you use it. Mm -hmm. Sarah, you're full of wisdom, advice. You're very self-aware and I can hear in you the power that you have as a coach. 
this is one of the times I've been the most excited to ask for this segment of the podcast we're moving into, which is sage advice. The last few minutes of the podcast, I hand the mic solely to the guest and I ask them for something that they could share back to somebody listening that can help spur them on in the course of their own personal or professional life. Sarah, what is something that you would love to feed back to the listeners? When I walked away from industry, I felt very vulnerable. I did not know what I was going to do. I felt in some ways I'd failed because Mm. I hadn't been strong enough. I hadn't been able to make it work in a way that I felt happy with. Vulnerability is courage in disguise. When we feel vulnerable and yet we still take action, other people see it as courage. Everybody in this world is struggling with something. That's a human experience. You are never alone. And if we can still stand up and take one small step forward, ask somebody for help, because it takes courage to ask for help. It is not that you failed. Vulnerability is courage in disguise. Wow, that is super thought-provoking. I'm sure everybody listening is going to be as empowered by Sarah's words and advice today as I am speaking with her. Sarah, it's been an absolute joy to have you on. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. Amazing. And we will leave it there. Can't wait to share this episode, Sarah. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.